Hello, and welcome to the Genuine Admissions Podcast. I'm Amy Thompson, Dean of Enrollment at Loomis Chafee, and I'm your podcast host. And today, we have a very special episode of Genuine Admissions, uh, because we are off-island today. We have taken our podcast show on the road, and we are coming to you from the Big Apple, New York City, uh, where we have asked a few parents to uh, get together Uh, and to talk a little bit about the Loomis Chafee experience for themselves and their children. And in particular, just what it's like to be a parent of a student at a boarding school. And so I'm really excited and very grateful to have three parents here with me today to talk about that with you. Um, so I'm going to ask each, each one to go around and just introduce themselves to you, and then we'll talk a little bit about just why boarding school and, and why specifically Loomis, and we'll just start there. Okay, so Martin, you want to start? Sure, yeah. My name is Martin G. I uh, have a, a son, 15-year-old. He's uh, in the sophomore year at Loomis, and we're from the uh, middle part of uh, New Jersey. My name is Kim Grant, and I have a daughter that is a freshman at Loomis, and we are also from the northern part of New Jersey. Excellent. Uh, so I'm Everton Daring, and I was fortunate enough to have uh, two students at Loomis, and so uh, my son uh, is an alumni who is a class of uh, 2014, and uh, Amberzine is a senior at, uh, at Loomis, and I am right here in the big city. Excellent. Would one of you mind talking a little bit about the transition period? You know, that first term or the first few weeks, and Everton's smiling right now. Um, you know, for you as parents and for your children and kind of what, because I'd like to talk a little bit about their growth since they've been there. And of course, you know, we have a, a wide range here of alumni and seniors and sophomores and, and ninth graders, but just interested in talking about as a family how you manage that transition. Yeah, the transition, and I smile because uh, I will always remember the first day that um, when we dropped James off. Mm -hmm. And so James being, you know, the first in the family to go to, uh, you know, 14-year-old, right? Like Audrey and I, we keep looking at the picture and we were like, what were you thinking? You know, sending our baby, right, <laughs> off, to, uh, off to school. And, um, and I, I remember it was, it was great in the sense that there were so many activities for um, James and for the parents to get involved in. Uh, and midway through, you know, when it was time to leave, we were struggling to find James because he was off in all the different activities. Mm -hmm. um, I started to pull away. Uh, when we finally did see James and, and said bye, I pulled away. Um, literally got a few miles and I had to pull over because I started to kind of tear up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that, that transition is like, you know, relieving our yes. child, yes. right, in this environment yes. um, on, his, on his own. Uh, but the transition was easy and it was great. Um, Mr. McGee, the dorm head for, uh, for James for the first year, um, was great because um, literally every day or different activities. There were pictures that were posted so mm -hmm. we could see mm -hmm. exactly what activities that you know, James was involved in. His schedule was there. I think we were stalking him <laughs> virtually. <laughs> is he what class is he in? Is he in English? Um, Amberzine, of course, was uh, you know, very different in the sense that we were familiar with the school. We were familiar with the environment. Um, and so, you know, a much easier transition. So, James, we started to have weekly video chats because, mm -hmm. you know, of the proximity, right? So, not able to travel. Um, and so, you know, weekly turned into um, bi-weekly, turned into, uh, <laughs> James, I guess we'll see you when you come home, you know, over the holiday. 
Uh, and so uh, just when I say, you know, um, amazing transition um, from the first day in and the level of comfort, the feedback that we received from the, um, you know, from the teachers. Uh, and, and, and so, you, you know, all, all of that just helped to make it such an easy transition, mm -hmm. both for the student and, you know, for us, because this is the first time. I mean, I don't even know if um, at least James Ambrosine, she spent more time away uh, than James that he'd ever spent more than a couple of you know, days away from the family. And mm -hmm. so um, easy transition for us um, based on the feedback, the support, um, and all the information that came back to us about what was going, you know, how our student, how our child was performing. Mm -hmm. Right, that's the benefit of not being first, right, <laughs> <laughs> in life. <laughs> were there any challenges that, you know, I, that you all faced that I, were similar? I, I think, you know, from our experience, I think the parents are actually having a tougher transition period. Uh -huh. I remember yeah. my wife told me like, oh, first of all, the night we dropped a, a Nicholas off and then drove back, 30 minutes into the ride home, I heard at the back of the car, both my wife and my daughter started to cry. No. Oh. You know, I was like, oh my God. You know? <laughs> what have we done? And then my, my wife, the first few days says, did we make a good uh, decision in sending, you know, a 14 year old boy mm -hmm. to, to his own life? So he, she had uh, her own doubt, and then I think she had actually a harder time. Mm -hmm. Nicholas, on the other hand, I think uh, handled everything pretty well. Mm -hmm. I, I, I believe the big uh, you know, help is from the school, because the school kind of know, okay, for every kid here, you are first time away from your parents, mostly, and then going into this new environment. It's very overwhelming for any yes. kids of that age. So from Nicholas' later expl explanation to us is, everywhere he, he went to, he feels people going out of the way to make sure, yeah, it's a new environment for you, but we are very nice to you. We guide you everywhere. Any question you have, you can have uh, help to this person or that resources you can use. Mm -hmm. So he felt, you know, yeah, it is a kind of a transition, very different life, but everywhere you go or whenever you need help, there's someone there for you. Right. So it's relatively easier, I think, for him to make transition from staying with mom and dad to a totally kind of by yourself and dealing with all the decisions every day by yourself, of course, with the help and the supervision of the adults in the room. So to, to him it was easy, but for parents, we're like, should we call him every day or right. every every three days, out, you know? Right. We, we Luckily, we, now we figured out, we set into a routine where daily becomes every every three days and now it becomes probably like twice every week you know mm -hmm. no so that, that that's kind of a transition uh, bottom line we had a harder time than Nicholas <laughs> <laughs> well he had an outstanding advisor I heard oh yeah <laughs> that's because that, of you that was me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly that is also part of the big help yes absolutely true so our transition was kind of funny in dropping her off because both Angus and I had spent time at boarding school. So, of mm -hmm. course, we're thinking, you know, you, you, you look at your child, and, and Jillian was definitely, you know, the minute we mentioned boarding school, honestly, she was on Pottery Barn teen looking at bedding going, this is great. I mean, she was ready to go. So I thought, oh, this is, you know, not a problem at all. We're going to drop her off. It'll be great. I got in the car and I turned to my husband and I was like, oh my gosh, now I know how my mom felt. Right. You know, because you just think like it's going to be so easy, right. but there it is. There's your 14-year-old, you know, child yeah. yes. off on her own. Right. Um, and 
a, a side story is she had a really, we had a bumpy start um, because her grandfather passed away on the third day that she was at Loomis. Oh, wow. So it's interesting because you, you hope that you send your child to a school where they're going to find their second family. Yes. And, you know, they still have that family at home and things still happen. Right. And when something happens, the most comforting thing that you can know for your child is that you've put them in an environment where they are fully supported and someone is there to help her. So from her dorm master to her advisor to the dean of freshman students, I cannot tell you the amount of support and guidance that we got in Mm -hmm. handling the situation, supporting her, trying to determine what was the best solution for her. Does she come home? Does she stay? You know, there just are so many things going on from the, you know, here's a counselor at the school if you want to talk to. I mean, talk about leaving you with a good feeling. Wow. Like, you know, you've put yes. your child in a safe place and a caring place and, you know, above and beyond just the everyday support, right. the, you know, sometimes that additional unfortunate support that you need, it's wonderful to know it's there. Right. What a wonderful example, a sad example, but a wonderful example of, of the type of support and right away finding out that this is what you thought it was going to be, right? The well, things we wouldn't even yeah. have thought right. of. Like, right. would you, do you want to come up and do you want to stay with her and have her commute to school? Do you mm-hmm. want her to take a break? Do you, you know, what's, mm-hmm. what would you like to do? But suggestions we would never have thought of. Right, right. Wow. That's awesome. So in terms of, I'd like to talk a little bit about growth, because that is one of the goals, right, of sending children away to boarding school is to grow in independence and in responsibility and in maturity and in intellectual curiosity and perspective on the world and all of those incredible things. So um, just in terms of that, you know, anything in particular that you can talk about in terms of what you've seen and changes in your children in the time that they've been at boarding school, away from you? Sure, uh, I'll start on that. I, th- I think one of the big uh, changes that we s- we've seen uh, on Nicholas is how he managed the time and then achieve things. Uh, one example is now he's taking some, you know, very t- tough CL class, and uh, he's on the uh, ski team. Uh, he also plays some other sports. And he writes to the school student newspaper. Mm-hmm. All these things happening all the time. Mm-hmm. I was amazed they actually can do this by the second year already. Because mm-hmm. I, I would never in a million years before this can imagine he can manage all these things and maintain relatively you know, good grades. Because mm-hmm. he didn't show that trace when he was in middle school. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the Loomis environment trained him mm-hmm. over the past, you know, 18 months, two years, whatever, that, you know, f- mold him into a person where he knows how to take priorities, mm-hmm. how to arrange things, and with goals being set in advance, how to achieve that, how to logistically get things all sorted out. So that's, to me, that's amazing skill. He actually learned already, mm-hmm. not even two years into the school, mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest changes we've, we've, we've seen from him. And when he comes home, you see a different person. He's now making his own bed. Excellent. He, he, he cleans up the bathroom after himself. And I, nice. my wife appreciates he He can do his laundry now. <laughs> <laughs> the laundry is that's yeah. just such a great thing. <laughs> we, 
when we do our admissions materials, we need to focus more on the laundry, absolutely. right? The benefits of boarding school. No, absolutely. And also, I want to add on the academic front. It's also you see big changes. Now、mm -hmm. he come back to us to talk about different topics. You can clearly see, you know, his advancement in different areas.、Mm -hmm. The knowledge base being, you know, broadened. And then his perspective of different current events,、mm -hmm. you know, even like chemistry, for example, whatever, the way he talked to you, and then the, the materials is using to con communicate with you, also is very very different from like a year two years ago.、Mm -hmm. So kids are lear learning there, and then you know, I, I think these are. Part of that maybe the natural age uh, aging uh, sure, process, sure. but also because of the, the, the academic program, and also the other non-academic program being exposed to the kids on Loomis campus. So that all help kids to grow not only in the natural aging way, but also because of this additional push by the school on many different fronts. Right, the the exposure. Yeah. Yes.、Um, the, the the growth for me, I or or, the, or something that's. You know, stands out. I think is the.、Um, I'm going to say the support structure、uh, okay. in term from from Loomis and support. So having the、uh, both the facility,、um, the structure, and the staff to support and encourage your student、mm -hmm. to try and do different things. And、okay. so,、um, Amberzine,、uh, as an example,、um, you know. Typically and, and still, I would say a shy child, but、um, now just much more articulate and、uh, even comfortable talking about. Because sometimes, you know, even at home, we didn't necessarily have I would call difficult conversations for、um, around race, as an example,、yeah. or even feminism.、Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that she was able to um, develop um, while at Loomis, because of、uh, again the, the, the faculty and the facilities and the encouragement. Um, is she developed and got into art, and so、yes. she does a lot of drawing,、uh, a lot of painting,、mm -hmm. um, but she's also using that as a forum to voice her opinion on some of these tough and difficult、Aww. subjects. That just you know difficult to have a conversation with about、yes. with with anyone,、um, but she's in an environment where she feels comfortable having those conversations with her roommates, having those conversations in the class,、yes. and then even. Um, sharing that information、right. um, in a very public way in her art, which gets you know you know put in the classroom,、yeah. puts into the gallery, yeah. and so. She's、um, extremely talented. <laughs> so I <laughs> <laughs>、um, so I you know I think you know let's just say she could have been in a different environment and would not necessarily have had that support or encouragement just to write to. Feel that comfortable、yes. in sharing and having those conversations.、Um, so that's one of the, I, I think, outstanding things about Loomis, and that helped in terms of her own growth.、Um, for James,、um, there was both the, you know, we, we, the conversation and how they develop. You know, from grunts like "How are you doing?" I'm fine. <laughs> to、uh, actual conversations about class, about Chinese, about you know what you know classes that he was taking,、uh, and just the ability to do different things. I mean,、um, uh, the fact that he tried diving, like where did that come from?、Um, and so the ability to do different things, and then one of the things he found a passion for was、uh, dancing. Yes.、Um, and that's because the、um, school had different clubs that kids could form. Um, they had the dance class, so he was one of the only male students in、yes. dance. But he felt comfortable now, you know, the shy kid typically in the back of the class, to going and performing on stage and doing solo、um, performances. So、um, the structure, in terms of the facilities,、um, the programs, and the staff, just、mm -hmm. make it so easy for people to feel comfortable. 
um, to be who they who 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 they are, and that was where I saw a lot of growth in in both the kids. Yeah, and to try things that they might not have otherwise because they felt comfortable doing so, and supported not just by the faculty but by their peers, right? Because that is in the water on the island, so to speak, that, you know, that it is, and, and my own children have had that experience where I think to myself, I never in a million years would have anticipated that she would have done that, but it's because everyone has that level of comfort and support for each other that they want to try new things. So when, you know, when my senior decided this year to try out for the musical, even though she was really more of an athlete at the school, the feeling on the part of her friends, including your daughter, was go for it. That's awesome. Do it. It wasn't. Why would you want to go do that? Right. The, it's very different. Um, the, I mean, it's a, for her roommate, so her roommate, um, you know, performs in some of the vocal. So she, they always go to each other's performances. Mm-hmm. They're always encouraging them mm-hmm. to do more and to, um, you know, just share in the accolades. You know, if and when they do something well, or just to be there for support. So um, that. Uh, We'll call it the student yes. involvement and um, and encouragement yes. is a huge part of um, of that because you know no one's snickering if you will right they're right. always right. there to offer um, offer some right. some support right. Well, I'm at the beginning <laughs> of my journey with Jillian, so you know we're six months in. Um, but I, I have experienced the drop-off in phone calls and texts, um, which is, is a good sign. Um, I'm watching her join the downhill ski team. So she's there with, which is, you know, she's not a downhill racer. This is a new experience for her. She's terrified, but she's doing it, and she's, she's loving it. So she is um, trying new things, looking at opportunities. The way they, that the school brings... Um, the freshmen along over the first six months is fascinating. You know, starting out with the study halls and the, even just the gentle way. It's a big campus, yes. and I can remember the first couple weeks. You know, you're you're 14, you're on that campus, you're a little bit lost. Yeah. So it's okay if you're 10 minutes late to class for the first couple weeks because everybody really wants to make you feel comfortable. Now that campus is like imprinted in her head and, you know, she's all over it and, and yeah. walking into town and they pick their, you know, favorite restaurants and things to do. And um, it's just, it's a fabulous experience and a lot of independence. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference in the way she is, yes, she makes her bed when she comes home and <laughs> she's doing her laundry too, but there's a, a maturity and a confidence that you you quickly see. It's mm-hmm. It's amazing. I didn't think I would see it this quickly. Mm-hmm. What do you think has been the biggest challenge that the children have faced in their Loomis experience as of this point? Well, I think for, for, for Nicholas, uh, that's actually one of the reasons we want sent him to, to boarding schools to, to Loomis, because I think uh, schools such as Loomis uh, provide an environment where you're, uh, you're away from your parents as a boarding uh, student, but that environment is also very caring. Uh, people supervise the, the, the students. So it's not really that kind of a real world outside, but it's much closer. Mm-hmm. So in that environment, um, I think our philosophy is, uh, you know, let them sometimes fumble, mm-hmm. making some, you know, quote-unquote mistakes, yes. whatever, in selecting classes, in doing whatever things, and then let them learn from it, from the, uh, from the lesson, and then try to rise up from that. Mm-hmm. 
So in, in that vein, Nicholas, you know Amy, his first year he was always a student. Yeah. And the second year he take on some other more difficult uh, courses. So his, his grades start to slip a little bit. And we see that as a challenge for him. So that's kind of the challenge he's facing right now, how to deal with the workload to make sure you maintain good grades and really learn things. And on that, I think the school provides, that's why I said the school are very helpful in providing these resources the students can fall back on. He, he talked to the advisors to, to try to analyze, hey, for this grade, for example, his, uh, his uh, pre-calculus class, the first semester he was kind of struggling and he talked to the the teacher mm -hmm. talked to uh, the advisor and then saying, hey, here's the, the problem I have, you know, how you can help me. And then teacher actually pinpoint the problem of Nicholas where he says, you know, your problem is you've been a very good student for so many years. When you take a class, listen to a class, you never write down anything because it's all in your head. You can take everything in without any problem. Now things are different because it's a tougher class, it's a different grade right now. You need to really be more methodic, write things down, and then review that afterwards, make sure you really get into your heads and memorize it. Everything is going to be set in. That's how you learn the, the, the higher math. Rather than your approach, I can figure everything out in my head. So that's how you know, the help is there. So he eventually turned things around. Mm -hmm on that. So to us, it was a bit of a challenge, but I, we are very happy he learned from that. Right. And no, you know, you know, there's always going to be problems for you, right. you know, big or small in your life, but right. learn to deal with it, face it, and then meet the challenge and then coming out of it. Yes. In terms of challenge, I think the challenge, um, we'll say, uh, is asking for help, I think, mm, as you yes. uh, indicated. You know, um, students, or not just, you know, students, we all tend to try to do things on our own, mm -hmm. um, if you will, and get it on our own. And if we can't, then, you know, that's a problem. Um, and so the good thing uh, about Loomis is the multiple resources. So Amberzine had some um, difficulty with writing, um, but there's a writing resource center. Mm -hmm. There are student um, proctors or tutors that can assist, um, and teachers who are willing to make time um, with the student either before or after class to, um, to help them out. Um, so, you know, it's never forced, but the fact is the resources are there, uh, and it's something that, um, you know, Amberzine and even uh, James over, you know, took time to learn, but started to learn that, hey, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to talk to my roommate about a particular problem, especially if they are a better writer mm -hmm. um, than mm -hmm. they are. Mm -hmm. And so either finding your roommate or someone else on the floor mm -hmm. um, that can assist on a particular subject um, is, uh, is something that's extremely um, important or helpful as mm -hmm. they're going through, we'll call it this you know, challenge that the resources are, are there. Mm -hmm. You now need to reach out yes. and get the help. Um, at a minimum, it's there. And it's not forced. It's something that you kind of experience. It's like, okay, I'm struggling. I need to ask for help. And um, and and sometimes, you know, over time, you know, they've learned to reach out, get help from fellow students, uh, or even go have a conversation with a faculty member, um, because the mm -hmm. faculty is like, I'm here to help you. Right. I <laughs> right. Just ask. Just, right. just ask. Right. And so, right. uh, you know, knowing that um, that it's there and it it it's not a negative. Um, is is extremely important to say. Hey, I can I can go and have a conversation, a casual conversation with a 
teacher about a particular topic and get help. Yeah, and it, and it's also not weird, right? right? <laughs> like, I mean, it's common. Yeah. Like, you know, it's yeah. that, especially that peer-to-peer, finding a friend on the hall, asking the roommate. I mean, you know, it's not an environment. Again, you know, we've touched on this before. If you're feeling comfortable and everyone is supporting each other, everybody's doing that and anyway. They, so yeah. it's a communal experience. The that boarding way. school environment, I say it supports that in the sense that, um, you know, you see the teacher in the classroom, mm-hmm. but you'll see them in the hallway. Mm-hmm. You'll see them on the track field or you'll right. see them in other environments right. in the dorm, in the right. cafeteria. Right. And so it, it becomes uh, a much easier and natural right. um, type of activity to, to have a conversation with, with, your, um, with your teacher or, or friends. Right. It sounds like Jillian had a big uh, challenge in the opening days of the school year. She did. She did. And and in terms of, I'm so impressed with how the availability of the teachers. Mm -hmm. And they do really, you know, 7 o'clock at night, if you're in study hall and you're having an issue, um, your teacher will reach out and say, you know, you get an email, you send an email, you get one right back. It's, It's unbelievable to me to see how caring and how much these teachers want these children to succeed mm-hmm. and how available they are for help. Yes. Um, probably the biggest challenge, I think, for Jillian is even though she has a sister, she didn't share a room with her. Sure. So, so you know, now nice. so yeah. now suddenly yeah. you you know you yeah. have a you have yeah. a roommate, yep. right? And her roommate is from halfway around the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Her her roommate is from Dubai. So, which is great. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's actually what you want. Exactly. But it, it's different. Yes. You know, it, it definitely, in the very beginning, it's learning what someone's patterns are when they want to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. How they study. Do they talk mm-hmm. when they study? Do they listen to music? Mm-hmm. You know, are they homesick? I mean, in the sure. very beginning, you know, you may be homesick and they may not be. Right. They may be making friends faster than you are. Right. You may not. Right. Um, it's really learning how to navigate that. And I think, you know, many children go through that when they yes. arrive at boarding school. Yes. And the fact that Loomis takes a step back and in any situation that happens in a roommate, they're very careful in saying, hey, let's navigate this. Yep. Let's talk about this. Let's teach you mm-hmm. how to make a situation work. Let's right. teach you how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, oh, you know what? I just had this argument with my roommate and I'm done. It's like, right. no, 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 no. Let's learn how to talk. Let's learn how to work through this. Um, and they do. Mm-hmm. And they do. And then they, you know, she loves her roommate now. Yeah. You know, they've done, they've been great together. It's mm-hmm. just, I think, that initial first Sure shock of being yeah. in a room with someone you don't know yeah, um, yeah. one room it, one room <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what yeah. it's a nice size room <laughs> right. so it's a, <laughs> so, you know it's, I mean it's a beautiful yeah. dorm and it's a big room um, but it's I so think wonderful. that first yeah. couple of weeks maybe it might not have felt big enough right but um, absolutely yeah. now it, it's it's great and it's a good lesson like, you know, learning sort of how to navigate that and maybe feel like you're failing and then mm-hmm. to come out the other side of that mm-hmm. and become close to somebody that at first you might have butted heads with a little bit, mm-hmm. that's a really good 
life lesson. Absolutely. So I think in terms of just wrapping it up a little bit, I'd love to hear what you have to say for advice for our audience, um, who mainly are parents, I think, um, about just navigating this whole experience now that you are going through it, have gone through it, um, you know, things I wish I, I had known, um, you know, things I, I did that I thought were helpful or um, things I'm still now, you know, trying to figure out or I don't know, anything along those lines. Uh, I mean, the, I think the advice is something that we shared. It's um, it, so, you know, we as parents have been helping or making decisions for our kids for a lot of their, um, you know, their upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of the times where you have to take a little step back, if well, and not even a little step back, but a step back and to say, again, to me, it was important for, um, for both, you know, I say James and Ambrosine, is this a place that you feel comfortable or will feel comfortable um, and, you know, feel, you know, respected, whatever the case may be. Uh, and so the advice would be to, you know, your student, this is where they're going to be, your student, your child. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, they are going to, um, it, 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 they're important in making that final decision. I, I completely agree. I, I understand this is probably one of the biggest investments in your life, but based on your kid's feeling kind of sounds scary. <laughs> But I mean, literally, but I, I, I think that kids feeling, quote unquote, actually are very important because maybe it's, you know, quirky to say it's, it's an application of your kids, not you as a parent. We are more likely to be a helicopter parents nowadays. But I think this is a time I agree with Kim that you, you, you pull back, let your kids drive the process because the, the touchy feely feelings may sound not that good, but actually that's actually because you, you, you have to let your kid feel that they, he or she fits into that school, and that feeling only comes from him or her. Yes. That, to me, I think that's important for the, for, the, for the child to feel like, yeah, I belong here, rather than saying, hey, you know, it's not a bad school. My, my, my parents also love it. So I'll go there. You know? That may not work out well. It, may, it might, but it may not. Mm-hmm. So I totally share with what you just said. And the other thing I want to add is, flip the, the, the table, then on the other hand, when you do the application process, another very important point is to, to, to bear in mind for the, for the child to be yourself yes. in front of the school. Because yes. it's a two-way street. You know, yes. The school opens up for you, yes. but you should open up your true self to the school. Because right. only through this kind of two-way communication, the feedback loop, you understand the school better, find your perfect fit, and the school find the perfect students. So in your essay, in your whatever the statements, try to find the uniqueness of you, you know, mostly the good sides, which is fine, but don't overdo it. Just be frank, be truthful, be like just yourself. And that way, during this two-way, you know, like beauty dance, both sides will find the perfect fit, and that, that will work out well. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Any last things that we didn't get to touch on that you want to talk about? You know, I have one moment that made me know that we had chosen the right spot as a family, and that was um, Parents Weekend. 
And uh, Jillian is taking world history. And she has Mr. Henderson, who has so much energy. Yes. So we walk into the classroom, and here's your child taking world history. And the teacher divides us up into groups of six. Mm -hmm. So before he teaches the class, he splits us all up in groups of six. And he says, everybody write down three historical experiences that have occurred in your lifetime. So now you have parents writing it down, and you have children writing it down. Then he said, now as a group, you pick the top six that you want to share. So we go through this exercise, and we do it. And I look around this classroom, this world history classroom, mm -hmm. and I am watching my 14-year-old sit in a classroom learning about world history with people from all over the world. So if I can say, like, you know, maybe an event in my life that was important was 9-11, mm -hmm. well, somebody that's coming from Asia has a different event yes. that's important. If I can say that 9-11 is an event that I remember, you know what most of the kids remember? The iPhone. So it just, it's just yes. fascinating. Yes. Um, and you can't build that experience in anything really but a boarding school, yes. where you get that giant melting pot mm -hmm. of children from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And when you see it come alive like that in a classroom, you leave there and you think, wow, this is phenomenal. This is everything that that's, we that's wanted. Reminds me like like marriage, right? When you date, everything is good. Yeah. But the moment you live together, yeah. Uh oh, right? right? You need that to be really understanding each yeah. other. Yes, yes. <laughs> very, very true. So excellent. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you again. We so appreciate your taking the time to come in and and join us on Genuine Admissions on our. Uh, off-island version uh, today, our episode where we had the opportunity to talk to Everton, Kim, and Martin about their experiences as boarding parents at Limas Chafee. This is Amy Thompson. Thank you for listening.